watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me. And uh, I want to talk about uh, wineskins today. And so if you have your Bibles there at home, uh, you can turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter uh, 9 and verse <clears throat> 17. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. And so, uh, just in prayer, the last few days, this scripture has really begun to come up in my spirit, and um, course in the Old Testament wine skins hence the name skins they were made from animals um, they would tan them and sew up the orifices on the skin and they would pour <clears throat> new wine into new wine skins and <clears throat> they would use that in their daily way of living and so the Lord <clears throat> in fact <clears throat> this scripture is uh, the only gospel that this is not in is the gospel of John. It's in all the synoptic gospels. And so the fact that Christ would have three writers talk about this principle means it's very important. And so um, I think it's in Isaiah, uh, the 48th, maybe it's 48. The Lord said, Behold, I do a new thing. And, of course, when you read in the scriptures, uh, wine is representative of the Holy Ghost. And so the Lord begins to talk about, he said, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. And old wineskins, let's say they'd been used, they'd held wine, and then over time the wine is used up and the skin sits there and without wine in it, it begins to become dry and actually can tear very easily. And the reason you couldn't put new wine in these old wineskins that had dried up, were not flexible, is because wine, in the process of becoming very powerful, it expands. And when you would put this new wine in an old wineskin, and the power of that wine begin to work inside of that bottle, and that wine needed room to expand. It's growing. It's, there's things taking place within the metamorphosis of it that the old wineskin, because it's dry, it hasn't had wine in it for a long time, it could not adapt to the process of what was taking place in it. And what would happen is the power of the wine expanding and fermenting would cause that old wineskin to crack or to break. And this is what the Lord talked about. He said, this is why you don't put new wine in there because when the, when the bottle breaks, he said, the bottle then is, it's lost. And he said, then the wine is lost. He said, so when there is new wine, he said, there has to be new bottles. And the reason they have to be new bottles is because that skin has been tanned and time has not made it inflexible. 
time has not dried it out. And so when you pour in the new wine into that new wine skin, and the power of that wine begins to work in that wine skin, instead of the wine skin not being able to expand and break, it adapts to what's going on inside of it. And so there's a, such a spiritual principle here. And I think it really is indicative of the time that we are living in because uh, we're in a time where, and, I, and I've told my church this, I don't think anybody really totally understands what God's up to. I know we have prophetic voices, but you know, the Bible says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. And I ask God all the time about this. Give me a greater clarity. Speak to me in detail of what you're doing. But nobody really knows what God's up to. But one thing we do know, and Isaiah prophesied, he said, I am doing a new thing. And in the hour that we're in, the individuals and the churches, the movements, the organizations, whatever it is that the Spirit of God wants to flow out of, if they have not learned to become flexible, and you say, well, what do you mean by being flexible, Pastor? Part of it is, is letting go of your traditions, letting go of routines, you know. You say, well, we don't do it that way. We've never done it that way. And so what happens is, instead of God beginning to release the power of the Holy Ghost in, in that framework of where you are, people become rigid. And they won't allow the Spirit of God to move. And so what it does, they break. And the purpose of God that came to that house or came to that individual because that individual couldn't be flexible. It is a dangerous thing when we think we have God figured out. And there are so many times that God will start off in a great way, but because people think the wineskin is more important than the wine. No. The only reason the wineskin exists is for the wine. God doesn't exist for us. We were made for His pleasure. And so whenever the Holy Spirit comes to us and begins to talk to us about change, if we want the Holy Spirit, which is the type of the wine that He's speaking of here, to be in our lives, we can't be brittle. And one of the things that I see prophetically that's going to be really dangerous in this coming few months and years of this last great harvest, there, there are always seasons where God will use people. But sometimes people's season is only for a time. They're not meant to flow in another time. It's if, take, for example, John the Baptist. John was so powerful that people came to him from all over Galilee and Nazareth and Judea to be baptized of him. But when the Father decided to do a new thing and Jesus came on the scene, it was not a ministry any longer of repentance. It was a ministry of the kingdom of God. And heaven said John was done. And 
God took John on home, even though it was a difficult way that he left the earth, he was done. Not everybody that has been used, and I want to be careful here because I don't want to offend any of you, but not everybody that has been used by God in times past is necessarily going to be used by God in the future. And part of it is, once people have achieved some success, whether moderate or, or great success, we have a tendency to start thinking that the way that we do things is the way it always should be done. And I've seen this sometimes with older ministers, for example. They had great success in their time when they were very uh, fresh in their ministry and God blessed their churches and all of that. But one of the reasons that we have to be willing to change as leaders or as believers is that society changes. So then we get into an area and say, well, are you talking about compromise? Absolutely not. But how we had church in 1920 is not going to be palatable to the generation in 2022. They have a whole different way of being brought up. They're, they're visual. They're into electronics. Nobody wants to come to a storefront. Uh, we don't, when I was a boy and we had vacation Bible school, I remember this. We taught the kids with a flannel board and little cutout figures, you know, and you stick it on a board. You say, and Joseph marched over to his brothers. And then you have, uh, take that off, put some, that's not going to work for kids that are being raised on iPads. And the generation that we are trying to reach is a different generation. And so God is saying the word is the same. The principles are the same. The foundation is the same, but the application is different. New wine in new bottles. And I, I think a beautiful example of somebody who stayed supple, that he kept in him the wine of God, that he never became, you say, Pastor, how does a bottle get dry? No more wine in it. People become satisfied with their success that they no longer seek after the presence of the Lord and they don't realize it wasn't the wineskin, it was the wine in it that made them who they are. And when they walk away from the wine, then the wineskin becomes brittle. And then all of a sudden now we have this new move of God that's beginning to come in that none of us have a control over. We don't exactly know what God's doing. And you're going to have individuals that want to step into this final move of the Lord, but they're going to say, no, we want to control this. This is how we need to do it. This is how we did it 20 years ago, and we're going to do that now. You know what's going to happen? They'll break because they are not supple, because when the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, is inside of you, and the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you, doesn't the Bible say as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God? God will make you do things that are just very unusual. I've had the Lord at times in church begin to speak to me prophetically, and I say, I've told her, I said, I'm not saying that. And the Lord, I remember very specifically one day, he told me, he said, if you don't prophesy what I tell you, then I'm not giving you any more prophetic words. 
and I've learned to trust God. And you know, really, uh, the prophetic has never hurt me. It might have temporarily shut some doors, but I am what I am today because I never let the wine run out. And there's just another little analogy here, the 10, the foolish virgins, five of them, what happened? Their wine, their, the oil ran out. Another type of the Holy Ghost. And when you start leaning on your talent and you lean on your success and you are an old wineskin, you become dry and brittle and you know how you are? That is when you can't be flexible anymore. You can't embrace something new. May God help all of us to stay in a place that just because we don't understand a method that God has doesn't mean it's wrong. There are, there are so many in the body of Christ, and we all have church different. Um, some of this modern, modern songs are not my taste. But I remember a few years ago, the Lord really spoke to me. He said, do you not like somebody because you don't bear witness with their spirit? or you just don't like their method. And he said, just because they have a method different from yours doesn't mean they're not my children. This is what the disciples said. They said, Lord, we saw somebody casting out devils in your name. Should we stop them? The Lord said, no. He said, just because they're not with us doesn't mean they're against us. And so learning to be flexible in your life, learning to be flexible uh, in the spirit of the Lord, um, Wineskins that are, are dry is because they're empty. And I, and I tell this to so many believers all the time. Jesus said this. He said, I am the living water. And he, he quoted a verse one time, and he was talking, and he said, unless you drink my blood and you eat my flesh, you'll have no part with me. And the scripture said that many looked at him and said, this is a hard saying. They became offended and they walked away. His disciples, he looked at him and said, will you leave also? And they said, Peter said, Lord, we don't have any place to go. And uh, what Jesus asked there, he said, you have to drink my blood and eat my flesh. Now, I, I know that he wasn't talking literally, but he was saying, unless you consume me, unless you let me be inside of you. I'm what keeps you alive. I'm what keeps you from being dry. So most of the time when I go to prayer, I tell the Lord, I say, God, today, I'm gonna drink your blood and I'm gonna eat your flesh because I'm hungry for you. I need you to be inside of me. So in the Old Testament, the man that I'm thinking of, that even though he looked like an old wineskin, he was still supple. He did not break over time. He did not get dried out, and that was Caleb. And he sat with old, hard-headed, rebellious people that had been where he had been, tasted the same in Canaan that he had tasted. But see, they couldn't change. They broke under the pressure. And now we find Caleb at 85 years old, and he says, um, Lord, he said, I'm as strong today as I was 45 years ago. Why? Because he was still supple. God has to have 
old wine bottles, but still full of wine to be able to lead the new generation into where God's taking us. And as uh, the scripture talks about this, he said, we have this treasure, which is Christ, or a type of the, of the Holy Ghost, the wine. He said, where do we have? We have it in earthen vessels, vessels that are fragile, that if you don't constantly watch over them in your spirit realm and take care of them, you wake up one day and find out, I broke. I lost what was in me. And these bottles in the Old Testament were, um, they were made of, of skin from flesh. That's who you and I are. We're just fleshly vessels that God has used. And if you remember in the Old Testament in Ezekiel 37, this powerful chapter is prophetic of the last end time harvest. What is the last thing that God did to restore the valley of dry bones before he breathed into them the Holy Ghost? The Bible said he put new skin on them because they were getting ready to be infused with something that was so powerful and so God-oriented that unless they had new skin, they would not be able to handle what God was doing. And old wineskins, people that are old wineskins, they just walk around in circles. They're like the Old Testament Israelites. They never go in anywhere. And all they can talk about is what they used to have. We don't want to be that way. We want to be people that are full of the Spirit of the Lord, that we stay supple, that as God is in us, He's moving, there is this spiritual fermentation taking place. The power of the Holy Ghost is expanding in you and I. That because we are supple in the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Lord, uh, you could take, you say, well, then what about old wineskins? Because the Bible in these verses, whether it's in Matthew, Mark, or Luke, talks about that the bottles can be preserved. You can take an old wineskin. You say, well, then I'm dry. How, how do I get to a place to where God can fill me up and I won't break? You had to take oil. And you had to begin to rub it in to that wineskin, that, that flesh. And as you rub that, that leather, that skin with the oil, the oil began to penetrate the areas that had dried out. Now we know the oil is a type of the Holy Ghost. And if you feel like you're at a place to where you're, you're having a difficult, listen, God's going to stretch us. I'm telling you, church that's coming is not like church that we remember. And we all are really comfortable with the way we want it to be and sit in pews and have three songs and a little bit of this and a good little message and all of that. God is fixing to just absolutely work outside the box 
And that's part of this expanding that we're going to have to be prepared for as this last move of God, this new thing that Isaiah talks about that he's putting new wine into new bottles. And that's why we're being renewed. Uh, Paul said this, he said, though my outward man, this physical body, he said, it's dying daily. It perisheth. He said, my inward man is being renewed day by day. This is why you go to prayer every day. You have a good prayer life. And, and you know, I had a lot of people say, well, you know, I pray. But if you really ask them, are, are you taking time out every day, 30, 40 minutes a day to pray? Say, well, you know, um, I think about the Lord and, and I love him when I'm driving. Listen, if you're going to be powerful in God, you're going to have to make God a priority, whether it's shutting down screen time or cutting back on TV time or, or whatever. Because when you get in the presence of the Lord, the oil of God, begins to penetrate the parts of you that have dried out through disappointment or just weariness or just the everyday uh, aspects of living. And then as the Holy Ghost, His purpose for your life begins to expand. You find yourself being able to expand with it. So as I end today, I, I want to encourage you. Be a new wineskin. Let the Holy Spirit inside of you expand and grow that you're able to, able to hold it, that you are the, the earthen vessel that doesn't break, but that the Holy Spirit in you, the wine in you, the Holy Ghost that wants to work in this hour, and oh, how we need the Holy Spirit in the earth. Let God be that in you. God bless you. I hope you've been blessed today by the word of the Lord. You stay strong and God will see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.